Welcome to the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast, where we share examples of leadership through book reviews and some interviews. I am Dr. Shantae Scroggins, your guide to the lessons on leadership found in biographies, textbooks, fiction books, faith-based books, and more. Leaders, they lead, oh, leaders, they read, oh. Leaders they lead and they read. Leaders they lead, oh. Leaders they lead. Leaders they lead and leaders they read. Leaders they lead and leaders they read. Today's book selection is an homage to the late great Diane Carroll. The book is called The Legs Are the Last to Go. Acting, aging, marrying, and other things I learned the hard way. Her autobiography, as you would think of a Diane Carroll, is a classy, honest reflection of her life and career. Now, it's worth noting on the front end that this is not the definitive autobiography. There was another book before this, but in 2008, Diane Carroll released The Legs Are the Last to Go. And just FYI, when I read biographies and memoirs, I'm not looking just to learn about a person's life. I read them because I look for the tools that the person drew on to survive, to break through, to be great, how they led themselves out of rough places and into places of recognition and celebrity. How much of the process was providence or fate? How much it was hard work and grit? How much depended on who they knew or who they knew knew? (laughs) I mean, I hope I don't have to work too hard to convince us that there's leadership in the process from obscurity to celebrity. And biographies and memoirs can teach us so much. For those of you who don't know, Diane Carroll made history as television's first black actress with her own sitcom. But before that, she found her place in musical theater and in nightclubs. She performed on Broadway. She was also on the stages of high-end club venues in Manhattan. The theme of this book, Diane Carroll becomes our guide to some of the more important roles in her career and how her decisions during those times affected her life in good ways and in bad ways. Page two of the book, for example, you don't get far before you learn how she met Sidney Poitier when she filmed the movie version of Porgy and Bess and how the nine year affair that followed with Sidney Poitier destroyed her, quote, first and most important marriage to the father of her only child. This is the kind of transparency we see through this book, and I believe it shows us the level of personal accountability we need to lead our own lives. When we talk about leadership, we emphasize looking at the man or the woman in the mirror of being personally accountable of how to develop ourselves in a way that we become people of influence. But biographies really kind of show us how to walk in someone else's shoes, if you will, and really do the work on us that needs to be done. There are 10 chapters in this book and a prologue. Here's a little bit. I'm going to go through each chapter because there's such a neat quality I find 
in Diane Carroll's life that I think can help us as leaders. So in the prologue, this is my life at a glance where she's uh, summarizing the first 50 years of her career. How she made history with the TV show, Julia, how she was the muse for a musical called No Strings. And she played a fashion model in this musical in the first interracial romance scene on Broadway. She hosted her own TV show, her own variety show. We know her, many of us, as Claudine in the movie with James Earl Jones. She also had a spot in Roots, The Next Generation. And then Dominique Devereaux on Dynasty. After age 50, Carol noted living through four marriages, surviving breast cancer, and then reconciling with her father and her daughter. She was a caregiver for her mother until her mother's death. And you see through this book how she arrives at a healthy love of self, of family, and of friendship. She accepted years later the things she never understood while she was living them. And I think that's important for us to consider as leaders, because in many of us, in many of our companies, our organizations, the age old question has been, how do the wrong people become leaders in power? How do the wrong people get to lead? And a lot of times they just stick around and they become the only choice. They're tenacious, but they also have the knowledge that's necessary for the position because other people, they got weary, they got frustrated, they got tired. Uh, They stood up for themselves and then they just left. So that's something to keep in mind that leaders need a healthy love of self, a healthy respect for all kinds of relationships. Chapter one is called Upon the Wicked Stage. And Diane Carroll comes across as first a realist. And this was her approach to racism. In her career, she said, quote, casting is a taste business. There's so many reasons that can form a decision. And she called recalling racism. She said it was what it was. She knew her voice as a young performer and she spoke up when others were disrespectful or tried to sidestep the contract. She also learned flexibility. Another key trait as she described the ebb and flow of entertainment as time changed. She was also a professional, something that we might underplay a bit with leadership. She said, quote, my whole life, I've been careful and formal. Isn't that a great quote? I think it's awesome. Chapter two was called the Queen Mother. And this is where she says, you know, you can blame all of this that you see about me on my mother. So she didn't just become this diva type that we admired. She was shaped by her mother, her elegant taste, her love for couture, her eventual future as a doyen. I love that word. The definition, a person knowledgeable or uniquely skilled as a, as a result of a long experience in the field, that she becomes a doyen of stage, screen, and television. She was not ashamed of her preferences. Another point we need to mark for leadership of the things that made her Diane Carroll. She felt loved in her childhood and she entered her vocation with a sense of wholeness. How many of us can say that? She was cultured. She was privileged. Her parents gave lessons in propriety at every level. Chapter three and chapter four, we learn about the men in her life. Diane Carroll was self-aware. 
another important point for leadership. She was married four times total. For all the value her parents instilled in her, Diane Carroll realized how little she valued herself in her relationships with men. Chapter five, sickness and health, how she acted as her own advocate for breast cancer treatment. She went against her doctor's recommendations and she said, quote, I think there are times when taking control based on your gut can be just as beneficial as doing what everyone else tells you to do. Chapter six, my best girl. This is her chapter about her daughter. With the same type of raw honesty, Diane Carroll relayed experiences about the men in her life. Suzanne, she said, always had to pay the price. There was travel to different homes. There were nannies. There were teachers. And then a special school for the children of international businessmen and diplomats. Diane would work and leave Suzanne at home. Eventually, their relationship was repaired and Diane Carroll was a part of the life of her grandchild. Chapter seven, what mirror, where is the title? (laughs) Here's her quote. At the core of me is a woman who revels in artifice. Diane Carroll was the ultimate pretty girl. She loved shopping, clothes, makeup, and all that went into looking the part. She was image conscious. Another key thing, I think, which is important to leadership. When you are in show business, she said, You can never forget that you are a product and you must always be aware of your packaging. Chapter eight, gray matters. I never watched it. So I did not know until I read the book that Diane Carroll was a part of Grey's Anatomy. She was the mother of the character Preston Burke, played by Isaiah Washington. And when she recalled this experience, she mentioned getting to the point in her career where she was accepted as is because Shonda Rhimes invited her to be a part of the cast and there was no audition. And Diane Carroll was asking, well, who do you want me to be? Who do you need me to be? And Shonda Rhimes responded to her more than one time. I see Diane Carroll for this. I want you no changes. And there was just this excitement of getting to a point in her career where she was accepted for who she was. She was practical And she says, a little equanimity and humor can go a long way. If you let every racial slur, racist or otherwise, pull you off your mark and throw you into an angry or defensive position, then you are wasting all the energy you need to move forward. Isn't that wisdom? She was making this comment in the context of the scandal behind Isaiah Washington and how he ended up no longer being on the show. Chapter nine is called my father, myself. Diane Carroll was at peace. Another important trait for leadership. She had a beautiful reconciliation with her father and said they found peace at his last days. When you're forgiven, she said, it makes you understand just how much you are loved. And when you forgive, The whole world opens up to you and you make yourself available to the highest form of happiness. She was free. Chapter 10, the final chapter, brand new game. The last chapter of this book, The Legs Are the Last to Go. 
describes Diane Carroll in a post-iconic season of life. She dealt with the changing entertainment world, her changing body, and she adjusted gracefully. And part of the story behind the amazing cover photo to this book was in her dealing with how she had changed. She just knew she was a size 10 and they were trying to convince her to go up a size or two. She refused and ending up wearing the shirt of the photographer <laughs> on the awesome cover of this book. So here's what I say in summary. I did warn you that I love biographies and memoirs. So I start off with a bias. But if you are not necessarily taken to reading them, please consider it. What we learn about Diane Carroll, we also have to learn about ourselves. Our life lessons likely come in a different order. But we all have to confront situations and decisions that help us choose to be realistic, flexible, professional, unashamed of our preferences, cultured and privileged, self-aware, image conscious, even if it's to and for ourselves alone. We have to choose to be practical. We have to choose to be free to be at peace. This episode is partially for the book. Partially a salute to one of the classiest women to ever walk the earth, Diane Carroll. If you like biographies, if you follow Diane Carroll at any point in her career, then you may appreciate this book. If you can take or leave biographies and memoirs, then maybe the review is sufficient to impact how you view the people around you. Whether associates or intimates, the people in our lives are constantly teaching us about ourselves. A wonderful mark of leadership is when we turn our pointy fingers of criticism toward ourselves and choose to find the value in the experience and see the lessons we need to learn about ourselves. The book is called The Legs Are the Last to Go, Aging, Acting, Marrying, and Other Things I Learned the Hard Way by the late and great Diane Carroll. The principal sponsor for the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast is the Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, a company focused on preparing emerging leaders. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership offers curriculum development, leader training and development, along with knowledge sharing events. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, ever preparing to pass the torch. Leaders, oh, they lead. Leaders, oh, they read. Leaders, oh, they lead. Leaders, oh, they read.